Steve Labriola, you know him well, right? 12th District, he served in the Assembly. He was a town clerk uh, for the uh, great town of Oyster Bay. And uh, currently, he is uh, on the town board of uh, Oyster Bay. And uh, we welcome Steve to our program. I believe it's the first time here on LA News Radio in the morning. Sir, how yes, are you? I'm very well, thank God. And thank, thank you, Jay. And hope you're doing well also. I am doing well. Always love talking with the uh, supervisor, Mr. Saladino, kind of doing a little catch-up from period to period as far as the town is doing. How is your neck of the woods coping with all this stuff, Steve? Well, we're doing as well as can be expected. Oyster Bay, as you know, is a is a, a very diverse uh, geographically. From the north shore to the south shore, we take a whole slice of Long Island. We have beaches on both our shorelines. We have all kinds of... Um, of uh, businesses that are deeply, deeply affected by what's going on right now. And I, I heard your, your uh, conversation with the prior caller, and I, I couldn't agree more, and I couldn't agree more with what you just said in terms of we really need to start focusing on how we are going to, uh, how we're going to come back from this virus, uh, you know, after, after this uh, incredible lockdown, historic lockdown, that I've never experienced anything like this, as I'm sure you haven't in your lifetime. Uh, and that's why I've been advocating for weeks now. Uh, it seems like even more than that. But, you know, the gradual uh, starting of the engine, so to speak, because I, I fear these businesses are not going to be businesses anymore uh, unless we, we kind of uh, open those gates a bit. And, uh, you know, listen, I understand about being cautious and everything else, but I think you can do it, do it in a prudent, safe approach, methodical approach as far as opening it up. Well, I agree. And, you know, these um, these seven criteria, these seven metrics that the governor has imposed upon Nassau and Suffolk County are uh, really just a, they're just a really tough benchmarks that he has imposed by himself. And it, 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 the people need to know that these are different benchmarks and criteria that the CDC Coronavirus Task Force has, uh, has placed, has asked that we we follow when we open up America, and you know, and the and the contrast is stark. And now our county executives are having a very difficult time uh, meeting these metrics. Whereas a lot of New York is now moving into phase one, we're still in phase zero. And uh, if we just followed the federal guidelines, we'd be in phase two by now. And I think that people know that, and they're starting to recognize how arbitrary these uh, these benchmarks and criteria are. I understand about being safe and. Of course, protecting the vulnerable, but we need to protect our economy. We need to protect our people and their jobs, their livelihoods, and our way of life. And this is an assault on liberty and free enterprise. And I, you know, I don't want to sound like a rebel, but I certainly have been trying to educate the public and let them know that these benchmarks, these these benchmarks that the governor has set out for us, we may not be able to reach these benchmarks to get into phase one until the end of June. So things have to change. And I think there's starting to be some pushback. I think the county executives have pushed the governor now to allow hospitals to at least provide elective surgeries. And if you ever go by any of our hospitals today, you'll see the parking lots are basically empty. Got to give credit to your county executive. You know, I think Laura Kern has done a heck of a job. She has pushed back. I like to see that uh, from leadership. I, I don't think you can align yourself all the time with what the head man says it does. You know, sometimes you got to do what's best for the residents. What's best for the residents right now, not only in Nassau, but in Suffolk, is again to allow Main Street US of A to open it up. You know, we talked about this in the last segment, even a segment prior regarding 
you know, some of the workers not even being uh, being sent to work because they like sitting on the sidelines collecting that extra government bump of 600, which I get. You know, you got to take care of your families. But there comes a point in time where we got to think of the employer, the business itself, uh, who might not be around much longer if, if we don't do something here. Well, we're on the ground in local government, but I've also served in state government as a state assemblyman, as well as our town supervisor, Joe Saladino. He also served in, he served in the seat uh, after I vacated the seat and became a uh, local town clerk. And so, you know, having that, that world view of how government operates, I find it incredible that our state assembly and state senate have continued to just stay home and permit this governor to do one-man rule. He's changed over 260 laws. Uh, and I just, it just goes against all of our principles of our democratic republic. And, uh, I just, I wish there would be more pushback. I, 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 I agree with you that the county executive, Laura Cohen, has been apparently making some noise about pushing back, but her and Steve Ballone are not pushing back hard enough. We need, there's no, we cannot wait till the end of June. Um, we were out and about yesterday talking to some of the business owners, myself, and a couple of the council members, and uh, they're scared. They don't know if they can come back from this. We can't wait till June, because a lot of these restaurants and bars in the, in the, in the Cuomo plan, bring. we have to wait to get to phase three. Now, you know, each phase is supposed to last 14 days. And if we begin to phase one in late June, what does that say for them? How are they going to survive? And yeah. I mean, nobody wants to hand out. Jay, nobody wants to hand out. All these people are hard-working class people that have built, spent their entire lives building these businesses. And it's just so absurd that I can stand online in Walmart and buy anything I want, but I can't go over to JCPenney's or Macy's and buy those pair of shorts that I need for summer. I mean, it's just absurd. And when you think about how the governor is saying that it's unsafe, well, it's really unsafe to pile everybody into one store. If we opened up multiple retail stores, all the retail stores can practice safe distancing. All of them can do the same thing that Walmart is doing. It makes no sense. And people know that. And they're waking up. Yeah, they are. Supermarkets as well. You know, you have your supermarkets open. My goodness. So it allows some of these businesses to open. It, it makes no sense. I'm glad, I'm glad you accentuated that point, Steve Leveriel, regarding phase one through four and the couple of weeks in between and you know it just makes no sense landscapers nurseries contractors i get it phase one but you're right until we see retail and everything else open you know what that could be by the fourth of july for all we know that's just unacceptable and and especially you know in your neck of the woods you mentioned those beautiful beaches on each side and uh i, I cannot believe what the mayor of new york city did uh, Mr. de Blasio, who closed off his beaches uh, in and around the Coney Islands and the Rockaways and everything else, did the epiphany ever come to the great mayor that maybe uh, those folks would get frustrated and flock east? Boy, I'll tell you, makes no sense. Nobody's on the same page here. No, it doesn't. And the, even the governor's had to correct the, the city mayor numerous times where he's overstepping overstepping his authority and overstepping his legal uh, ability to do the things he's done. And I'm glad for that, that there's been some pushback there. Um, look, elections have consequences. When, when you have a crisis, we have to think about these, the people that we put into these positions that have the ability to take upon themselves so much power. And I hope that the lesson, one of the lessons that comes out of this as we go forward is remember who you're voting for. Elections have consequences and be very, very careful as you you know, we need to exercise our, our rights here, but now there has to be the pushback. 
because as I said, you know, the governor's criteria does not, he's put uh, these seven metrics together where one of them, for instance, is about the death rate. You know, now the CDC, I don't see that as, as part of their criteria. They have the downward trajectory of uh, hospitalization, of, in, of infections, et cetera. But the governor put in the death rate. Now, that death rate is still is a problem for Long Island where you have a population of over 2 million people, and he's lumped us together with Suffolk County. So Nassau and Suffolk are together. We can't even be considered on our own metrics separately. In addition, I know that they're counting people who come from the city or from upstate are in our hospitals. They're not our residents. And they're being counted in our death rate, and that has to change. So there's so many things that we've learned now about this virus, and the governor needs to uh, just loosen up some of these restrictions that he's had. Because we've learned now it's not a 14-day period. Now the CDC has said it's between 9 and 10 days. So why are we waiting for each phase to go 14 days? Those five days are going to make a difference as we go through these four phases. So I'm hoping that the governor is hearing people and he's listening. He should get on the ground and come out to Main Street. And he should hear what these business owners are doing. They're more afraid of losing their livelihood than risking themselves to this virus at this point. That we now know 99.9% of the people will survive and they will come back. And I just, uh, I think we've learned a lot. We have to stop basing our, our, our policy upon projections that we now know are, have been wrong. A hospital death should never have been part of the equation anyway. It really shouldn't. I mean, if you're going to yeah. track, you know, you do the hospitalizations uh, as far as the rate, Steve. You do the, the beds that might be available, the PPE, very important testing. You know, we say the testing is such an integral part of this whole thing. And I know we hear about, you know, well, testing is, is so ample right now. But not really. Not really. And there's still a lot of restrictions on the testing, by the way, that I don't like. You know, if you're symptomatic or if you're asymptomatic, asymptomatic should have been put in place first and foremost from way back because you can carry this darn infection, not know it, and then pass it on. So whoever set up the rules from day one really dropped the ball, in my opinion. And, you know, it's it's a changing as we go along here that drives me crazy. And that's why I think we have seen this fluctuation here and there of the rules and the changes and everything else. But I tell you, they really got to take a firm look at things and stick with it. You're right. And the doctors and scientists have learned a great deal. This was a virus nobody knew. That's why they call it a novel virus. And we've, had, we've experienced these before, and these are the scientists and doctors who've laid out the guidelines and the criteria. And as you just said, there's no criteria for death rate. <clears throat> and it's, 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 you know, it's very clear that we in Nassau County, for the last 37 days in a row, we have had a decrease in hospitalizations. And that's, that's a dramatic number. That means we would be, really, that's why I say we'd be in phase two at this point uh, of, the, of the Open Up America guidelines. But in the reopening or re-unpausing New York, we're still in phase zero. So, you know, this is why I get upset about this. I, I'm frustrated by it. I'm, uh, and, you know, and I, and I hear from our people. I mean, uh, our people are just absolutely desperate to do. They've tried, look, they've reimagined their businesses. They're doing everything they can to comply. But at what point do the people rise up and say that this is wrong? And this is the only way it's going to happen because you can't count on our elected officials to challenge the governor when he has this much power right now. The legislature has bestowed upon the governor power that no one has ever seen the likes of before, and it's going to last until April of 2021. So, they, you know, it's just an incredible thing that we're witnessing. So it has to come from the people, and people like you, Jay, and your show, you have to, 
I think it's important to educate the people, and at some point the people have to push back very hard. I'm not talking about doing any, I'm talking about exercising their First Amendment right to, uh, to peaceably assemble and to redress their grievances with the government. That is what this is all about right now, and I think the more you see the rallies that are happening on Long Island, you're seeing the frustration of people who are basically law-abiding citizens, but they want to defy what's happening to them in their lives right now. And, uh, I mean, like, obviously business owners are very frightened of these kinds of fines. The governor has said that he would levy against them $10,000 or $1,000. It doesn't matter. It's unaffordable. They can't pay their bills now. How are they going to pay these fines? Without question. It's, it's a mess. You hope it turns around. I got very little faith. And, and again, we got to go through these 14-day interim periods between phases. And that is not helping the situation regarding retail and restaurants at this point in time. There is no reason, no reason, why people cannot do the right thing or at least think they can or, you know, with the capacity restrictions. You know, keep the distancing, keep the masks on, but open it up. My goodness, uh, it is uh, becoming a point of contention. Uh, I worry about that employer. I worry about the economy. Uh, I worry about the buildup of that economy. The dollar's lost already. It's not just a quick flip of the switch, and here we go again. Engines start purring like it did. No, it's going to be a gradual rise, and that's why. And I think about Memorial Day weekend. One last point on my end, Steve, and I'll give you the final word. Memorial Day weekend upon us. And we know how vital it is for these businesses on Long Island, both ends of the spectrum. Your neck of the woods, Suffolk County, East End, and everything else. Boy, you look at the Hamptons, and they're not going to be able to open up. I mean, that is unbelievable. That's a terrible job as far as not getting ready for an economic boost of some sort. We need it, and it's not going to be here this weekend. Final word, sir. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend, as you just said, and we're honoring the people who have actually given their lives for the freedoms that we have so willingly sacrificed right now over this virus. And I think, uh, you know, we were, as the song goes in our Star Spangled Banner, this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Well, it's time for us to start having some courage and to get brave. And we can face this virus and we can defeat this virus as we have. We flattened the curve. We didn't overwhelm our hospital. And it's time for us to get back to back to work. And the governor, I'm hoping he's listening. I hope that he says, look, i got to adjust these metrics. They're very, very tough for uh, Long Islanders to meet. we got to let Long Island get back to work. And that's what I hope happens here today. I wish you the best uh, Memorial Day weekend. I hope all of our residents in Oyster Bay will enjoy the open space that we've provided for them and the beaches, the beach access, and, of course, uh, the sunshine and the salt water, which can't has got to be a great thing for people as they get out and get about, but practice safe social distancing, wear their masks wherever they can, and uh, I wish them all the best of health and happiness on the Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for having me on, Jay. Look forward to the next time, Steve. Really loved having you. Thanks so much. Stay well.